Hello, this is the Crush Monocle Podcast, the show where we talk about stuff. All the stuff. I'm your host, Coop. Uh, this is my this is my co-host, John. Huh? What? Huh? What? Nothing. <laughs> John's not late this time. <laughs> no, but I was early on my intro, like I almost interrupted you. Yeah, see? That's how, that's how he does. Uh, <laughs> um, our guest this episode is one of the busiest dudes in music. Seriously. He, yeah, for real. I mean, uh, uh, he works with the Alternative Press, Brooklyn Vegan, Revolver, The Hard Times, Metal Edge, Goldmine. Uh, he's a, a co-owner of the legendary NYC label Wreckage Records. Uh, uh, he, he plays in 500 bands. <laughs> like, I mean, like Total Meltdown, um, Light Light Tower, uh, On the Might of Princes, Julie Christmas. Uh, I was introduced to him personally from the band Primitive Weapons. Uh, but you probably know him as the complete drumming beast behind the kit of the kind of post-metal space rock trio Spotlights. Uh, he has shared stages with everyone from the Melvins, Mr. Bungle, Quicksand, Deftones, and 500 other bands. Ladies and gentlemen, Mr. Chris Enriquez. Whoa, 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 My whoa. gosh. <laughs> That's like the best intro that I've ever heard for me in my life. And I also... Uh, you, you know, I'm impressed. I, I, you really nailed it. <laughs> Incredible. Incredible. Wow. One thing, one of the things with this podcast is we always have really good intros, but the rest of the episode sucks. Yeah. So like we get you excited to be here and then you're like, fuck, can I get on? Can I hang up yet? <laughs> I'm going to do a really good job guys. I swear. <laughs> How you doing tonight, Chris? I'm doing good. I just got back from a workout and I had some dinner and I have a glass of wine. Hey, and, there you um, go. You know, um, and I was just watching Fargo. So, um, you know, n- nothing uh, nothing bad. I mean, work was uh, busy today. As you mentioned, I do have a lot of responsibility. So, so yeah. work was a little uh, uh, nuts, hence the wine. But this is a, a great way to end the day. Do you ever just, like, sit at home bored? Because I'm like, he does so much. Like, Chris does so much. Does he ever just come home and he's like, oh, fuck, I'm bored. I don't know. You know what I mean? You know what? I I guess, like, I'm pretty good at, like, remembering when I was in, you know, when I didn't have that much going on. But, um, and I really do try to remember those times when I get stressed out. But, like, um, yeah, it 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 is as stressful as... You would imagine. I mean, like I, like, I don't know. I was leaving the house today to go to the gym and found out that there were like two major tours um, that I can't even mention that like that I needed to make sure that we posted about and that we were yeah. like that we're getting paid to promote and um yeah. and 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 it was after five p.m. Um, and I'm like fuck like yeah. so it's like sort of like running out of the house get an Uber because I can't get this place on time and then yeah. I'm running to the grocery store to get food to cook with my wife it was just uh, a stressful day but at the same time I do remember uh, not having a job and being laid off and like yeah, just yeah, you know sure. not yeah. having anything so yeah yeah okay, okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> God, yeah. I yeah, man. I've been the opposite. I uh, we've talked about it in previous episodes, but I had knee surgery back in November, so uh, I've stayed in my house for like two months. He's going and... stir crazy. Oh <laughs> yeah. my gosh! I'm, I'm back out. I'm back out in the world now. But uh, there for you know for a second, I'm like, oh man, this is gonna be great. I'll play some video games, watch TV, and everything. Then after about a week, I was ready to claw claw the walls out just to, just to leave so yeah, you had a uh, ptsd from the pandemic uh i guess right came all back yeah we always do on every episode we always kind of start off talking about what we've listened to over the past month um one of us can go first so that way you can kind of gather your thoughts uh john do you want me to go first or do you want you to go first well uh, i can hit it unless you're ready do you want you want me to go hit it Okay, cool. Um, so my things for this month is usually like noise rock bullshit, right? It's the same fucking, you know. Hey, um, we, have, we have a thing here, okay? Yeah, I know, right? Yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, like the new Brain Cave that's out on the Ghost is Clear Records, like, love that album. So mm-hmm. good. The I This band's from Italy, but it's the bassist from Insane. Unsane, not Insane. Unsane. Insane. Oh. Yeah, is it Dave? Is it Dave? Yeah, Dave Curran, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm friends with him. I didn't, I didn't, I didn't know about his band. Yeah, because cool. I mean, yeah. So, Baratoro, B A R A T R O, Baratoro. Ah. Anyways, this is their second LP. 
His fucking bass sounds like a garbage disposal. It's so good. It's just like, <laughs> oh, hell yeah. you know, it's so good. It's 11 tracks. It destroys. It's like fucking amazing. Like so good. Um, and then Plantoid, which was shouted out on a few, like, I think on Pitchfork and then maybe Brooklyn Vegan, but I'm not sure. Mm. But it's like progressive jazzy stuff with like um, some really kind of like soft vocals over the top. It's really good. So that's my not noise rock thing. But we're definitely going <laughs> Brain Cave and Baratro. And then the new Cower album came out, which is like uh industrial version of like Depeche Mode. Oh, I what think. is it called? I got to check that out. That sounds cool. Uh, Cower. C-O-W-E-R. Okay. So they're on uh, Human Worth Records. So that's like the new Human Worth release this month or, you know, for the week or whatever. So those are my ones. So not two noise rock, one like hard Depeche mode kind of, and then like one like uh, progressive jazzy kind of cool shit. So very cool, very cool. Yeah. yeah. And Chris is not in any of those bands. No, as far as we surprisingly. Know. <laughs> <laughs> but wait, like wait, like a few months when like his, and then I'll be like, Chris did this, 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 and this this month, and those are my five picks. <laughs> I uh, had a lot of stuff going on, so I didn't get to listen to as much music as I normally do. But the things I listened to really quick was last night as recording this podcast, the new, the debut single from Carrie King came out. Okay. I listened to that, too. Yeah. yeah. Like, as soon as it came out, I, I found it and I listened to it. <laughs> uh, I'm, I'm, I'm the big Slayer guy at this publication. Yep, and it's true. Uh, it's true. I, I, had, I was very apprehensive because I was like, oh, I don't know, man. Is it what this is going to be? It's actually pretty good. It's not. It the, sounds um, exactly like what you thought it was going to sound like. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Good or bad. You know, for better or worse. Uh, so I did want to shout that out. Uh, I am excited though that uh, Paul uh, Bostaff plays though because I listen to anything that he's involved in. Wow. Um, okay. So the things I listen to thoroughly uh, first is a band called Weaving Spiders okay. from Kentucky. Cool, cool. Uh, they're kind of sludgy, kind of stoner doom, kind of okay. real chunky riffs, riffs and super distorted bass. Like bass is like yeah, the lead instrument in this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Cool, cool. Um, it's like Black Sabbath, but not in a generic way. And actually okay. the singer kind of sounds like Helmet. So oh, okay. cool. yeah, nice. so kind of picture you know Black Sabbath with helmet. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the album is called Unknown Threats. You said um, weaving spiders. Weaving spiders. Okay, They're from cool, Kentucky. Cool. Okay. Killer band. You you'll love I this. I mean, John. anything out of Kentucky is fucking awesome, right? Like, usually, <laughs> I I like a lot of bands from Kentucky. Yeah, like anything. Yeah, yeah. Like it's like Louisville. Like is like the fucking. If there's a yes. band that was created in Louisville, you're like. Okay, they're probably fucking legit. <laughs> um, the other two things I listen to: no R and B this month, John. Yeah, you're not drop. You're not going to drop some R and B. No R and B. Okay, this this one's kind of a. It might be kind of lame to you guys, and you guys will probably both collectively beat me up. Uh, but the name of the band is Mono Groove. Okay. Uh, the album's called The Flip Side. Um, they're from, from California somewhere. I don't know exactly. But it's kind of like a 60s-flavored power pop. It might be a little corny on what? the... on the weird. Well, like on the surface, but it's yeah. very, very late 60s. Like, okay. think like Strawberry Alarm Clock meets The Doors. Okay, cool, uh, cool. Yeah. There's a, I mean, it's not moody like The Doors, but it, there's still like some pop sensibility. And it's very uh, groovy for the bet for a you know a better word okay, uh, they've been out. out for a million years they're probably old dudes i don't know what they look like but it's it's pretty fun and a lot better than you think on the surface very cool and then the last thing that i listen to is a group from here in chicago or a lady i think it's only one person is called ghost days um uh ghost days they had she had an album called uh, angel tears Okay. And there's it come out in December, but then she has a new EP that come out called Kiss at the Cemetery. Okay. Uh, it's kind of like synth pop in a way. Okay, yeah, I just pulled it up. Yeah, kind cool. of shoegazy, but very clean. Uh, the melodies are a lot like My Bloody Valentine, only without the noise. There's some okay. clean guitar in there. I don't want to say shoegazy, but it's not that 80s flavored synth pop that's kind of like kind of overdone and corny. This is still a little bit more moody. Kind of cool. like Suicide, I guess, only with hooks. Okay. I just saw um, uh, my Lydia Lunch perform su- songs from Suicide. If that's the suicide you're talking about, yeah, oh, okay. yeah, yeah, yeah. Cool. it was interesting. Nice, yeah, yeah. yeah check out uh, Ghost Days. She's pretty, uh, pretty cool. Oh, nice, nice. yeah, yeah. Hold it up. So uh, now it's over to you, Chris. What you've been listening to the past month? 
You know, uh, I started listening to a lot of like uh, younger bands because I was trying to find uh, cool bands that I thought we should play with. With um, so sure. like I, I have a bunch of bands that I'm like trying to get like cool bands to to get to open up for us and stuff. Yeah. Um, and so I I was turned on to a band called Heavy Hex from Long Island, which is oh um, I've heard of Heavy Hex. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yes. They are kind of like uh, post hardcore with like a little of the uh, you know the basement sort of screamo stuff from mm-hmm. before before the you know MTV version of that stuff. Yeah, yeah for sure. right, 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 um, for sure. They're really good. And then I also um, started checking out um, the, oh well, well the Jay Robbins album. Jay Robbins. Oh my god, I forgot to yeah. listen to that. Like it came out it's, just on Friday, right? Yeah, that's is really good. Is it fucking good. awesome? It's inc- it's it's incredible. It's got like elements of burning airlines and yeah. uh stuff that makes it unique to uh, a solo record. Um, you know, that's fucking great. I I've been spending time with that the past like uh, you know, 48 hours or so since it His came out. His recordings are yeah. always so crisp, too. Like, you know, what I love I mean? it. Like, yeah. 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 Okay. yeah, yeah, it's yeah. great. It's yeah. very uninterrupted. Um, man, Jesus Christ. Uh, into another the 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 you know post hardcore kind of band from from New York in the '90s. They just put out um, this album called Seamless from 1995 that was never on streaming until oh. uh, Friday. Uh, oh shit! So, okay, cool. Yeah, that was like a game changer for me. And then, um, god damn it, I like the new Chelsea Wolf stuff that I've heard. Mm-hmm. That's yeah, really that drops good. on Friday this this Friday. Yeah. Yeah, um, and you know, I uh, I just started listening to the new crosses. I like what I've heard. Yeah, um, yeah. So I don't know, man. Like that's kind of everything else is like kind of like a lot of old stuff. To, to be honest with you, like yeah, I, I am listening to what you would imagine I'm listening to. Like everything from I'll go on a drive and you know, same Fugazi record or <laughs> yeah, you know, sure. whatever you know. Yeah. But yeah, that's some of the. New- oh, uh, uh, there's a band from Brooklyn that's starting to blow up in the um, sort of like grindcore kind of world. They're called Coma Mierda, and they're fucking awesome. They only mm-hmm. have a demo out, uh, but it's uh, they're on tour with Esquela Grind, and um, and and they've been like making a big impression on um, the people uh, at these shows. You can see mm-hmm. on their mm-hmm. on their Instagram, people are like hearing them for the first time and losing their minds, and so. Um, <laughs> And um, oh, and uh, Sumnery, great band from Brooklyn. Uh, oh. Nefarious Wave is the name of their album, and they're kind of somewhere between like maybe like a high on fire, but with like some post metal. And oh, I some, love that. Yeah, yeah, it's it's and a little bit of post hardcore. It's really interesting. You should check it out. Okay. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. Cool. I love that. That's fucking awesome. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. You guys yeah. have eclectic eclectic stuff. My stuff wasn't like eclectic this one, okay? Man, I think I think I'm eclectic and then Chris is like this fucking band's only got a demo out but they're hot and I'm like, "Oh shit." Like No, know, no, so. you definitely uh, had the most uh um the stuff that I never heard of that I should check out, so it's okay. Yeah, yeah cool. That's what the show's for. Yeah. Yes. Uh we uh, a perfect segue. Um at this podcast, if you've if you've listened to previous episodes, uh, John and I always like to talk about uh, the indie scene. And when I say indie scene, I don't mean indie as a genre. We talk about uh, bands who are actually independent with no corporate uh, input or anything like that. You know, fitting the bill for their own sessions and and going on tour, or whatever. Uh, that whole entire thing is very important to your uh, music repertoire. Yeah, totally, sure. man. I think that it's something that I didn't realize was possible until I joined other bands that were mm-hmm. doing it. Um, right. and, and, and I learned from working with Mario and Sarah because they are mostly self-recorded. I yep. think there's only one record they didn't record. Definitely uh, mostly doing most of the art and videos. So like that band, I think, really kind of is the reason why I decided to get back into this life style i guess you could say like i was definitely like feeling like most musicians do like man if no one's gonna do it for me then you know i i don't know that i can like stomach putting myself (laughs) through the work that's involved but then i learned that you can do it and be older and you don't have to have a million streams or a million spotify listeners to still be considered acceptable to like for sure you know to, to, to be taken seriously and be given cool opportunities every now and then, you know? Yep. Yeah. 
I think about that. Uh, we had um, we had Mike from Ridemy last month on the show, and he talked about that. And he runs his own label too. Um, I think a lot of people have it in their head that indie bands they all pile into a van and drive cross country, and they have all these horror stories about sleeping and like squatter houses and stuff and <laughs> and i mean there's bands that still do that don't get me wrong but um i was gonna ask you how if you how you feel about it do you feel like that's kind of changing for these indie bands i know you kind of brought that up with your point there a second ago you don't need a billion streams and um, it yeah. feels like a lot of these indie bands are kind of changing the way they go out on tour and everything it's hard to say because honestly like i think uh you know I'm going to guess that I mean, the reason why it's hard to say is because of my age now. Cause I am right. I, so I'm, I'm like 43 turning 44 this year. So it's like yeah. when I was in on the might of princes and living that life, I was uh, between 19 and 20. We broke up when I was 24. Right. Um, right, right. So like that was also like partially um, necessity um, versus like choice because we were like not, um, you know, using social media, you were well, I mean, sort of, like you know, back in the two thousands. Like, yeah. what the fuck were you supposed to do? It's just like word of mouth, mostly, right? Like, <laughs> exactly. Right. I mean, and yeah, it's not like I was like you know uh, around you know you know in the eighties when it was probably even more chaotic. But like, right. uh, honestly, remember playing shows in ninety nine or two thousand where I did an entire U.S. tour and like we would show up and not know if the show was even happening yeah let alone waiting for the venue to open yeah (laughs) yeah sometimes there was no show so i you know but but like i think that like my idea my uh sort of uh perspective is that i'm guessing that you don't have to do that as much now because there are there's airbnb and there's sort of like different places where you could go online and find like collectives or people that can share tips but um I don't know. I, I, I think that if anyone is doing that, it's probably a choice. They're like, I want to sleep right. in a punk house and I want to have a punk house. They probably aren't doing that because they are like, uh, I mean, we would like say on stage, like, and it's not like we were like a crust punk band. We were like kind of just a, you know, whatever yeah. we were like, uh, I don't even know, but like, yeah, it's like, we were like, does anyone have a place for us to sleep? And then we would just like, like you, you go talk to him. Like, I did it last time. Like, just ask like, the same questions and see what he says. Can we have a sleepover? <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, yeah, and sometimes there was like really weird situations that happened. Like, I'm sure. Yeah, um, dude, I do not. Uh, yeah, yeah. It's just like weird, gross fucking houses with scabies and, you know. <laughs> God, uh, God, like, it's just disgusting. Like, I, you know what I mean? <laughs> you didn't have to be a crust punk band to experience that. Right, right. For, sure. Yeah. for sure. <laughs> I always say that I hate social media, even though I'm on it 24 hours a day. But I would feel that it's like a double-edged sword for, for indie bands who is who's actually the type of dudes who would stay in, like, punk houses and stuff. It just feels like maybe we're coming back to the point where social media can be a good thing for these bands kind of like how it, it kind of used to be then it got kind of ugly and you know maybe maybe it's getting better i i, I teach i teach a uh um uh, a couple like students uh that i got hired to mentor and um let me rephrase that basically like i i was asked by a friend of mine who's a professor at a university um that does a music uh industry class yeah um it's kids that want to work in the industry whether it's uh behind the scenes or if they want to uh, actually be a, uh, a performing artist. So this is one more thing you do on top of everything else you do. <laughs> I just, of course. I just, I just started doing this. Good like, Lord, last man. Well, you know, it's, it's the side hustles help you live in New York. I'll tell you that much. Yeah. Um, yeah. A couple hundred dollars here, a couple hundred dollars there. But um, yeah, I, I, I was, I, I, I've been teaching these people that I've been talking to because I'm doing also mentor ship things were like all for an hour um you know i'll go online and at musicians institute the kids can sign up and talk to me for 20 minutes so 20 minutes i got one kid that talks to me about about what their goals are and then it switches to another kid for an hour and i started Mm -hmm. doing that and i've been kind of trying to explain how even though social media and online presence is important and streams mean something in a way they they're not the end all be all to go back to your guys' point earlier of what is successful. What's successful to me 
as far as being a working musician is being able to sustain have it be sustainable or to be an individual that's mm -hmm. able to sustain a life as a musician or someone working in music and yeah. so I, I always tell these people, I'm like, I'm not famous. None of the people in my bands are famous. We're not going to be famous. Right. And we're not like, you know, it's just not even like in the conversation. And we don't have a million streams or a million followers. But mm -hmm. at the risk of sounding, um, you know, uh, like I'm flexing a little bit, like I, I'm playing festivals with Metallica and Foo Fighters and exactly. Quasar Stone Age. Yeah, yeah, you know, no, I mean, yeah. I'm play, you know, I'm playing at two o'clock in the afternoon and it, just happened recently that we started getting these things to happen but yeah. even the tours that we did before when we went on tour with deftones we had 500 followers i was at yeah. that show that yeah. i was just like spotlights is open for deftones like <laughs> i'm gonna fucking die this is like the best pairing ever it was that was my <laughs> first tour i mean and, and and the point that i was trying to make it wasn't even to start like name dropping like no no um, you know it was it was mainly to just say that like um the the reason why those things are possible is because it's happening in person. It's mm -hmm. happening in person the way that um, that it, that it always happened. I, I that's what I try to tell them. I'm like people, you, you can't replace people hanging out and sharing music and playing for people. Like Good point. you know, and 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 you and one thing that's never changed. It's part of my sort of like mentorship and my lectures that I do. That I always say is like since the beginning of time music existing the thing that's never changed is somebody pay, like paying to watch a musician perform oh, right 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 and then like yeah, going yeah, up yeah. to them and being like great job can i buy your t-shirt or yeah. your mm -hmm. and and that's money in your gas tank that's money for the hotel it's money to eat um and it's money to record and that is still the case it hasn't changed so this we've like we've we've like forgotten that those actually, those things actually still keep you, like, in business. It's like crazy <laughs> to me that that we, we we I've seen bands with a million followers, not a million, but like I know guys with over ten thousand followers that um, mm -hmm. yeah. still texting everybody to come see them play, and no one's showing up. And I'm like, well, then why does it matter that you have twelve thousand followers? If yeah, you can't right. Fucking get anyone to come watch you play on Friday night. <laughs> yeah, Does it yeah, make any no sense? Shit. Yeah, no <laughs> yeah. No it's shit. crazy. It's nuts. Yep. Yeah, yeah. Well, I think a lot of people also have to realize what goes into bands playing too. You know, like if I don't care if you've got a hundred thousand followers, and if if you if all hundred thousand people go to your show, that's going to cost you money to drive across the country to that place where you're going to be able to fit that many people anyway. So uh, I think a lot of younger bands need to kind of be, you know temper their expectations a little bit. This is what. You know, playing playing shows is about. It doesn't matter if you've got ten thousand fans. It doesn't guarantee you're going to have twenty people at your show. Right, and your your passion shows. And like when someone when you when you guys heard bands that you liked growing up, or even now, like mm -hmm. it's the passion that's coming through the speakers that you're hearing. Like oh, the yeah. first time I heard like Sunny Day Real Estate, I was blown away because I could feel the symbols. Uh, and how hard he was hitting them. Dude, William yeah. Goldsmith is yeah. insane with that shit. Yeah, I had like yeah. I had goosebumps, and it's like you know that's like that's that's an organic feeling because you're just like holy crap, this is making me feel something. You know what I mean? Oh, for so, sure. For and sure, you want to sure. and you want to buy that. You know, like nothing can replace that to me. Yeah, you know what I mean. <laughs> so uh, I mean, I don't mean to like interrupt Coop, but like he was talking mm -hmm. about feeling, and like I just kind of want to like say like. Being in Julie Christmas's band has to be insane, right? Oh man, it's really funny because I never saw her play in my life. Yeah, um, even though she's uh, from New York, I had friends that um, were fans and saw her play and made out of babies, and I'd heard yeah. of the band before, but I just never well, the the stuff that I was transitioning out of from one scene to another because I was kind of. Um, experimenting in different eras of, of mm -hmm. time like oh i don't really like the hardcore scene anymore so i'm gonna go over here and try this and i was sure. like you know it was a time of and she was like doing aggressive music at that time and i was mm -hmm. missing it um you know i had seen unsane and those types of bands but this era of noise rock i was just missing at that time yeah. so when i when i joined her band and i had to learn because we play those songs yeah of so, course yeah you guys yeah. are doing festivals overseas and shit like i yeah i learned yeah, like battle of mice yeah. <laughs> and yeah. like uh 
Battle of Mice and Made Out of Babies. I learned all that stuff. And um, the first time I performed live with her uh, was at St. Vitus. But, like, I always think about um, Roadburn because I wasn't prepared for the show that, like, she was really putting on. And I yeah. felt like I was in the audience. Like, she yeah. was... She had a scissor and just started cutting all of her hair off while she was yeah, singing, yeah. like yeah, like yeah. Um, yeah. like Edward Scissorhands and there's hair flying <laughs> yeah. everywhere. Yeah. And I was like, I, there's a video of, of me messing up the set maybe at one or two points where it's really obvious to me, and it's because I'm watching this happen and I'm like trying to play and I'm like, yeah. oh my god, what is happening right now? This is nuts. Yeah. Um, yeah. And, and no one like told, and that was spontaneous, like. I don't know if I was just not around for the conversation. Or, or, you know. You're like, hey, 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 hey. What's happening on, here? Man. John, you yeah. didn't tell me. Nobody fucking told me. Like, yeah, nobody. I mean, yeah. Well, it's like, you know, it's it's like you go go out on stage. It's, you, don't, you don't talk about, like, some people talk about your moves and whatever, you know, whatever. But, like, that's not something that happens in any of the bands that I play. So I was just like, I was taken back. I was like, holy shit, what's happening right now? <laughs> when you get when you get with other bands, like, you know, you're first playing with them, like, all right, so is anyone going to be cutting their own hair tonight? And they're like, yeah. what? What are you talking about? the last thing that I thought was going to be happening up there, but it was awesome. <laughs> and, 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 you know, I guess that's one aspect that could back up what you were saying. It's like being crazy, but it's also just crazy because I didn't really know uh, how um, obsessed or like the cult following that she that, like, and that's another thing. She doesn't have much presence on social media. No, dude. Um, like we're all just yeah. like, wait, did she post? Like, did Chris <laughs> post something with, you know, Julie? Like we're all fucking. Yeah. Crazy. Yeah. She's, you know, and, and it's because she just started her Instagram like a, a year ago or something. So it's not like she has like a million followers, but, um, but people know who she is and ask her to play these crazy shows. And mm-hmm. I'm just along for the ride. I'm like, yes, the answer is yes. I will, <laughs> I will be there. How did you get hooked up with that? I mean, do you know John? Like, who, who do you you know? Or was it a friend of a friend? Do you know Julie? No. Um, well, so John was in, in the band when I joined. He was in the band before me, but she had a different, like, lineup. Well, her and John, like, work on everything together. For yeah, me. yeah. So it's like, you know, so, like... It was uh, because of Andrew Schneider, who okay. obviously is a... Um, anyone that's listening to this probably knows that he's a producer because mm-hmm. of the kind of music you guys usually talk about. Yeah. Um, you know, he did uh, a band that I played in called Han. Oh, okay. Just, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, okay, yeah. Okay. 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 real, in fact, the singer was from Salt Lake city, Utah. Um, and he, he, uh, he produced us and it was a short lived sort of like doom, doom rock band. And when Julie needed a drummer, um, when she wanted to, um, sort of like get back into it again and make right. music and start playing, um, he recommended me and I tried out and it was, um, man, I don't even know who played. I feel like it was the three of us and maybe uh, it was like Andrew might've been playing guitar and maybe she was singing and I don't think anyone else was there. Yeah. Um, And then eventually like I started jamming with them and the first lineup that I was part of was with Laura from Kailasa who, this is also interesting because I've never to my, I don't think I ever played in bands before this with people I didn't know that I like, that I, (laughs) Yeah. Right, that I like that I never met before and I had no history with. Yeah. So so like so I'm now playing with Julie. I've just met her. I've never <laughs> met her in my life. I might actually actually take that back. I was introduced to her at a few shows, but but we're but we barely. Yeah, it's just other. in passing, right? Like right. Yeah. she's not like come drama my you know come be in my band. She's just like hi. Yeah, right. no, exactly. Yeah. No. In fact, I mean, I don't know if I'm saying too much, but like the first time I ever even hung out with her socially outside of the band uh, was like a couple of weeks ago. So it's like, <laughs> it, the band is very, the band is very much like sort of like let's get together when we get together. But yeah, like I, I when once when they assembled the lineup, um, uh, Laura showed up from Kailasa. I'd seen her play before. Primitive Weapons might have like played mm-hmm. one or two shows, but I've never hung out with her in my life. And I was like, Hey, nice to meet you. Like, right. and then I met, um, Tom Tierney, uh, was in her live band at one point. So like he is playing keys and he's somebody I've been friends with forever. Right. And then Johannes from Cult of Luna. Yeah. I've never, I mean, it's like uh, a super band. When I was like, <laughs> we got Chris, we got John, we got Johannes, we got Julie Chris. Just like, this is a fucking super band. You know? Yeah. Yeah. John, John, John wasn't in the band at that time. He like was, doing his own thing so laura yeah. was there but then 
then she left, and then John came back. Yeah. But, but Johannes was flown to New York from Sweden. Um, right. And I met him at practice, and I was like, "Hey, Does like, he and, see, is he so cool? He seems like a nice he's, dude. He's awesome." And I ended up sort of like being like a default like roommate with him when we would like go out. But the the funny thing is this, and I, I like I it's really truly bizarre. Like I never listened to Cult of Luna until after Dang, I started really? playing with them. Yeah, that's crazy, dude. <laughs> and, and <laughs> Johannes told me last month that he just listened to Spotlights for the first time. Oh, no, she, what is wrong with I, both of you? I'm not even what joking. What are both of you doing? Both of I, you are, like, you're torturing each other. Like, you're not listening to both of your to God. bands. What he, the, yeah. You both, you're both. I don't know. I, I, I saw, I saw, he, 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 I saw them play in New York, like, a, a few weeks before the pandemic started. So and, not, um, they came to Utah, like, right before the pandemic happened. With, with and Emma I, Ruth Rundle, yeah. Yeah, yeah, it was Intronaut, Emma, and Colt Luna, and I was That's like, right. I'm gonna die. And it was like, <laughs> it almost like, was like, okay, this is your show, and now you have to wait. You know Dude, I'm you telling know? you, it's so weird. I, <laughs> we, I, I think that, I think it made us, like, more, uh, it made us, like, uh, uh, um, have more of an organic friendship because it's not like i didn't know that cult of luna was big and i have friends with tattoos of the band and like people yeah. don't like it but i'm yeah. not even trying to be cool i just never checked them out before yeah. so so i saw them live and i'm still currently getting to know the band and listening to albums but yeah he texted me um literally a month ago and he was like dude i just checked out spotlights for the first <laughs> time i have to admit and he and he like That's loved crazy. it he was like Great. he was oh like yeah well, we've been in a we've technically been in a band together for four for four and a half years <laughs> did you, so did you send him a text when you're finally like i listened to cult of luna I felt weird, but no, you know how it happened. We, yeah, Were you I, like ashamed. You're like, I'm just not. No, concerned. no, no. I, I think I, I think I told him. I think I just told him because you know we, he, he's been to New York to record yeah, in rehearsals and stuff. a yeah, bunch yeah. of times, and we've right. stayed in, we've stayed in like cabins in the woods together, and like yeah. we've stayed in hotels together, and then like me and him are like in the room, and his bed's here, and my bed's there, taking two yeah. of us. So we spent a lot of time together, and and um. I think I we bonded over music that we both liked that we had in common, and then I was like, I was like, I have to admit, I actually like. I know your band's really big, but I just don't really. I haven't checked it out. I saw, I saw you guys when you came, and I was like asking him questions about it, you know, and yeah. um, and, and 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 in my mind, uh, there were times where I actually either said out loud to a friend or or to myself, like just thinking, like I, I wonder if he's ever heard my band after all the time yeah. we spent together, and he 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 told me. He told me a month ago that he heard Alchemy for the Dead and that he loved it. And then he started going backwards and he was like, this is awesome. And, and I literally was like, well, I was like, well, if you ever need an opening band, let me know. <laughs> it's like, you two are killing me. This is the oh story I've ever heard in my entire it, life. It is weird. And I swear, we've, we've gotten like, we've gone out to bars late at night and gotten wasted. We've slept in the same rooms and we've. Woken and up you and never once been like, "Hey, we, and we, we never, have amazing fucking bands, and neither of us are listening." We never, <laughs> we never talked. We we never talked about it. I asked like, I asked a couple oh, of questions. Yeah. Like, I asked him about. Um, I I heard. I think I read or heard that Mark uh, Lanigan was on a track, so he told me about it, and I was like, "That's sick." And I was yeah. like, "What track is it? Let me check it out." Yeah. Um, and then, like, I I would be like in like another country, and then I would get on Wi-Fi and download the discography. Like, I'm gonna listen to this on the plane, yeah. you know. And then, and then, like, yeah, it's really weird. It's truly bizarre. I mean, they even did a record with Julie before you even joined, or I, right around I, the time you joined the band. Like, I I, I heard I heard it after I joined the band. <laughs> Swear to God, and I, 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 and I started like getting to know it better like a month or two ago. <laughs> I swear I'm not kind of like, God. yeah, because I, I was like I should probably check this out more since I play yeah, it. Yeah, you're people. gonna, have, you might have to play one of those songs, maybe. <laughs> I, I would, I would have wanted to. I think they're trying to keep it as a separate thing, but yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's so good, dude, Chris. Thank you, that's man. Great. That's so good. <laughs> <laughs> that that actually is a, another segue uh, about playing with other musicians or whatever. Um, as a drummer, uh, again with this podcast, if you ever listen to previous episodes, John and I always go uh, always go by what makes a good record is how the drums sound. 
Yeah, um, for sure. You it's know, like, because it has to be, like, it, yeah. drums have to be good, especially when you listen to like music that we like. Um, where do you? I guess this is a long question, but uh, I saw you a post with you on Facebook. You with uh, Eddie Reyes from formerly of Taking Back Sunday. Yeah, and you made a. Uh, that's one of my favorite bands when I was a kid. Um, when I you in this post on Facebook, you said that he kind of helped you get going with drums or whatever. Okay, and then another one of my favorite <laughs> bands is Failure, and so Kelly Scott, which is one of my all time favorite drummers ever. You know Kelly Scott. Yes. So, like, you have kind of followed all my bands that I like all throughout your friggin' entire career, and the correlation is your drums sound awesome. Thanks. (laughs) So, the first part of my actual question is, what is your influences as a musician? And the second part of that is, how do you apply that to recording sessions or playing live with other musicians? Like, how Um, makes that come alive? I started playing drums when I got into, um, like, Guns N' Roses and Metallica. So the first first music I played drums to was, like, um, when I heard Appetite for Destruction. And, and like, um, I don't know if I heard Injustice. I probably heard Injustice for All first before Mm -hmm. I went back to, like, Kill Em All and all that stuff. But, like, those were the songs that I was teaching myself and learning from, like, people that i would meet but uh because i i grew up in the mtv sort of yeah yeah i wasn't sure i didn't want to see him i mean like so like <laughs> I, I i don't know like so i guess you could say that my origins were uh, a mixture of like thrash and glam metal or whatever okay. you know yep. Yep. um yep. and then yep. you know the the standard sort of thing was that i moved on to grunge and then punk and hardcore and indie rock etc but i would say like one sort of underlying thing that is very unique to new york that also is 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 sort of um inevitably making it into your beats is like because of hip-hop there's a groove i was just Mm -hmm. talking about this with my wife like if you listen to like the new york hardcore bands of even of the ones in the 80s there's a little bit of like a hip-hop yeah, feel. Oh, for sure. Boom, bop, boom, bop. Yeah, 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 like and 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 like and that that's where I think uh, um, it separates like my style or anybody that is sort of part from that era. Like is like that groove that exists in like Quicksand or Chromags or mm-hmm. anything yeah. that's like unique to New York. Always sort of has that thing that that doesn't exist in like black flag or oh, yeah, any of yeah. bands that you could compare like kind of like yeah, com- it rides yeah. a little bit yeah there's, there's a saying. there's a there's a groove to it so i mean that's and then to the second part i honestly would like to give credit to the people i work with because i i feel like the best stuff i was able to accomplish honestly was because mario or andrew schneider um so i'm thinking like my later part of my drumming I, I credit to those two guys because truthfully Mario does write the the basic ideas for my drum parts. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um it, it's not until the new record that I started co writing and and, okay, and, cool. and, and like cool. I and, didn't know and, that. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, no, it's yeah, I mean like as much as I'd love to claim it, you know, like um and then Andrew is similar in a sense where they both they're both producers. Um so yeah. they both they'll they'll both sit there with me and like either tell me what like literally like program the beats and make me learn them but then be like feel free to to have fun during this part or or Mm -hmm. change it um but then also be the they're in my ear with my headphones on being like yeah do that again you can do that better or like try it with this or don't do that so so they are you know legitimately like sort of like shaping and molding me in in both projects but um um, and, 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 and on Alchemy for the Dead and, and on some parts of the new Julia record, um, uh, the drums are completely recorded separate from the cymbals. Most of oh. the, yeah, most I've, of the I've new seen, album. Is yeah. that weird, like, doing that? Like, because you're just kind of swinging at them as you're like, but there's nothing it's, there, yeah. right? Like, it's like, totally weird. It's totally yeah. weird. It's the first time I ever did it. And then when I told Andrew that I tried that, he was curious to to try that on the Julie record. And I did it on two tracks. Um, and, uh, I would say 
percent or more of the latest Spotlights record was recorded that way. And, I had and, no idea. Yeah. That's crazy. Yeah. 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 We put we we actually have a short film that we posted. It's on YouTube where was this the Spotlights the, video? Did I miss this? I I usually am pretty like tight. Yeah, I, stuff, I think it's so like I thirty. Missed. Yeah, we hired. We actually like had a a professional crew film the recording of it and and then cool. it's like uh it's on youtube where they show yeah, like, the process yeah yeah i know what i'm yeah. doing after the podcast so <laughs> yeah right <laughs> you know <what> you think. <laughs> <laughs> but wait that's crazy though so then do you play again and then they just like isolate or are the drums <laughs> not there like because no, i've seen think, the other yeah. half like i've seen people hit the drums and then there's mm-hmm. no symbol like does it the other way around the next no, time I mean, it, 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 well, I mean, this is sort of like a, a flex, and I'm not meaning to, but like, no, you know, please, flex. a lot, please. a lot, a lot of people. I think, <laughs> I, I think a lot of people that do that, and I'll explain. So let me start with this. The reason why I think people do that, and why we tried it out, was because um, we wanted to have the ability. And I'm, I don't know if this is going to make sense to everyone listening, unless you're like into like drumming or engineering or producing, but like. If you record drums separate from cymbals, there's no bleed from mm. the from the cymbals into the microphones of the right. of the drums. Right. And then what what that also does is not only add just like interesting clarity to the drum, but beyond and the cymbals, but beyond that, you can isolate now the cymbals and you could put an effect on it or do mm. something strange to it that would make it sound really cool or the drum that you otherwise would not be able to do if they're being played at the same time. Right. That makes any sense. Because yeah. there'll be interference. So, um, and, and this is something that, um, I guess, Queens of Stone Age would be like a most popular That's the band. first time I've ever yeah. seen that, was like Dave Grohl doing it on yeah. of the Deaf or whatever. So I guess the flex was like, I, I think, and I've seen this, so I think it is true, that like some bands, when they do it, do what you said, where they play the drums and there's either no cymbals or they put these pads that you hit and they're like silent. Yeah. Um, so they so it feels like they're uh, doing something uh, organic. And then I think the same thing with the symbols. I've seen videos, I think, of like Taylor Hawkins did something on like one of the mm. Foo Fighters thing was just playing symbols. And they yeah. think there's either, and at one point there's just pads on the drums. Right. So it's hitting with silent. I just, for the most part, played the drum set without doing any of that so i just sat there i just sat there and like hit the air even though the symbol was there so, oh, like, so you but... would just like kind of like memorize like were you in a rhythm to do it or were you just like yeah, waiting for like, symbol parts you're like you know, oh so when like... i so when i came to the symbols was the funniest part because the drum beats are easy to do for me like yeah. it's like you're just playing the beat and then the fills it's still a little awkward because mm. you're playing fills and not hitting cymbals so like yeah. and there's other strange mechanics to drumming that like when you put the cymbals down you have to sort of remember that the listener if especially if it's a drummer can tell if there's something happening that's not humanly possible so you have to consider that that's and, yeah that's a, yeah. A, yeah and it's very bizarre to do it in the sense that we did because um, I guess Queens of Stone Age got away with similar, you know, with, with it with songs for deaf because the drumming's like nuts. But this drumming that I was doing is typically not something that I think you would want to try this with because it's like it's really something I think if you're playing like four four rock beats maybe it's like a bit easier. Yeah. But this is like weird. So anyway, I was listening to drums with no cymbals. And then just like hitting the symbols, and then like, and it felt like um, like throwing darts. In a way, it felt like throwing yeah. darts at the thing. And every time they landed where they're supposed to land, it was hard for me and Mario not to laugh. It was just the two of us in the room. Yeah, because um, it's just like this pop, 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 pop. Like, yeah, yeah, it's like so funny. That's kind of mess with your head, you know. Yeah. I've, uh, I've I've spent some time doing studio stuff uh, here, and um, I've with my band, and I've worked with the the studio we recorded. And drums is always the part that's the most complicated. And again, I'm not ripping on anybody, but I think that's where a lot of indie bands going into a studio with actual, you know, air and you know sessions. That's it, it can make or break a musician. Because it is so freaking complex to record drums, to play drums, to engineer drums. And, like, I can't even... I'm, I'm not a drummer. I suck at drums. But 
I can't even imagine. That would be like me playing guitar and then I'm recording the B string separate. Yeah. 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 No, I can see why you would say that. I mean, I guess my, the one thing I would say that I've tried to tell people when I'm, when I'm recording with like light tower and I might want to like, kind of like apply what I've learned is like, um, you know, when you're playing, when you're playing in the studio, sometimes people are too precious about like having to do it the real way and like, right. blah, blah, blah. and you know, so to some extent, that's what made those sunny day records special because they're raw and it's mm-hmm. raw energy, or but it's like, also just keep you know, the best take and don't like punch it in. You know what I mean? Yeah, that, yeah, exactly. But sometimes I think it's for me now, I don't know if this is cause I've been doing it for a while. It's like, I, I, I always just go like, dude, just don't worry about what it feels like and blah, blah, blah. I'm like, just make it sound cool. Cause that's all that matters. Just make it right. sound cool. I mean, the person that's listening to it, most of them don't really even understand what you're doing here. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, just no make shit, it sound right? cool. You, you have to take your ego out of the situation. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's, that's the magic ingredient is sounding cool. Like I said, it's complicated to record drums, but the average listener who's listening to it, they're just, they want to hear the song sounding cool. Yeah. So like, Chris, you, br- like, you yeah. bring up light tower. Like, are you going to play bass in a band at this point? Now that you're like, <laughs> oh, I drums do, are, you know? do you I really do play bass in a band? Wait, do you really? <laughs> Yeah, light. You play everything on Light Tower, right? Yeah, I mean, well, you play I, yeah. everything on Light Tower, but not live. Not live, but I do play. So, <laughs> the so, 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 there's a band called Judas Knife. Um, okay. okay, so that's one I haven't heard. Okay, that's my. Uh, that's I, I'm not. I'm not on the record, but um, it came out on Translation Lost. I'm their live basis, and it's um, the singer is this guy named Joe who sang in a band called Garrison. Okay, and. Um, the drummer Drew Thomas was in Into Another Youth of Today, Bold, a um, okay. bunch of okay, like New York okay. hardcore bands, and then um, uh, yeah, and I I played bass, and and Kurt Ballou recorded it. It's a really good Jesus. Record. Okay, yeah, yeah. Well, so okay, maybe that's why I didn't catch it because it wasn't recorded. I didn't well, I'm not on, I'm not on the um, yeah, okay. I'm not on the record, and I'm not okay. like in like the yeah yeah. yeah. I just play live, so, yeah. <laughs> okay. but on the Light Tower stuff, I play everything and. I, I mean, video, I knew yeah. that I was just like live, like you know, yeah, you right. Like someone's bass <laughs> no. Like, no, yeah. no, 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 no. That he, every time uh, Chris name drops somebody, it always feels like it comes. It's all stuff that we listen to. Yeah, or like nine, I'm not like, life. wait, he talked about that, but he knows this guy and he knows this person, and I want to talk about this too. You know, well, it's funny. Can we do that, like a yeah. six part series with Chris? Just, he just is on for the next half of the year. I don't know. Yeah, it's so funny. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, you brought up Eddie from Take Mac Sunday. He actually like asked me to play in a band with him, and I already knew who he was because mm-hmm. he's he was older and he played in every he played in like he was like like playing in every band in long island like you guys are yeah. saying about me like uh, <laughs> at the time like he started all these bands but um we went that the band we were in turned into taking back sunday okay yeah and i and i and i left to to start to do on the mind of princes okay oh, cool cool very yeah. cool yeah um yeah cool. it was an interesting time it was a strange time <laughs> yeah, yeah for sure and he's great uh we need, we need him out there man he needs to get into a another band you know I really hope he does. He's so he, his guitar playing that like predates Taking Back Sunday is whether you like it or not is like completely the reason why a lot of that music exists. Oh, no, totally. it's like he, it's a total vibe. It's a total vibe, yeah. dude. Yeah, and he was not to get off track, but his whole thing was like he was really into Dag Nasty um, mm-hmm. and and Lifetime and Quicksand, and he just blended yeah. it into yep. what is One now style. you know. Yeah, and I mean, there are bands playing that style that probably don't even realize. I mean, he really, you know what I mean? Like, that was his vibe. So, Chris, before we get off your stuff, like, what's coming up? Like, I know we got, I know I don't want to assume anything, but it feels like Julie's in the studio. Wait, 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 we're actually, we're done. We're finished. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, okay, yeah. cool. So that's coming soonish. Yeah, I mean that. I, I I will plead the fifth on, but obviously we're playing shows, so you know what I mean. Yeah, like, right, there's right. something coming. Yeah. Okay, cool. Yeah. And then where's Spotlights at? Spotlights is still playing shows in support of Alchemy for the Dead. I've seen um, that. Are where are we yeah. at with writing stuff? Are we? Are you in the studio? Or we're not thinking Nothing. about that yet. <laughs> not okay. even. I mean, if Mario is, I, I, he hasn't told me because he does. The bulk of yeah. it, but like, right, um, right, yeah. I, I haven't, we haven't had any discussions or I haven't participated in anything aside from just 
getting the phone call or the text or email that I have to be somewhere to play a show. Okay. <laughs> and then is Princess just, are we writing new stuff or was that just a reunion? Where are we at with that? We're announcing shows, you know, any day now that we already have booked. Um, but it's not like um, tours. It's just like still regional to where mm-hmm. we live. Um, Very cool. Very and, cool. uh, but they are really cool shows with really cool young bands that are relevant today that I, can't wait to play with and, and, and announce. And I think, you know, as far as writing new music, I think we're going to ride this wave because it's such a new lineup. Yeah, um, and like reissues yeah. and stuff too. Like, you know, like we have yeah. another reissue in the works because we have three records. So there's a, a third one that we're working on getting out into the vinyl yeah. and streaming world. Yeah. Sweet, sweet. All right. Anything else that you want to um, do? <laughs> I'm in the middle of uh, finishing a light tower full length. Very cool. And, very cool. And then, yes, uh, yes, yes. Yeah. And next month, I'm, I'm I'm wrapping up a Total Meltdown record. No um, shit. We were, I was yeah. going to ask about Total Meltdown, yeah. but I didn't know. Yeah. Like, yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, somehow, okay. yeah. You probably so, figured out that I don't have any kids. <laughs> yeah, seriously. So, I mean, you'll be busy. I mean, yeah. obviously, you're busy with Julie in the summertime when all the festivals, but, like, you'll be busy, so. Yeah, I'm trying to get, like, a lot of recording out of the way, um, before I hit the road, because once I hit the road in June, it's yeah. Like I think you're toast the rest crazy. of the year, right? Because yeah, I follow all your bands, and I'm like, Chris is busy. Chris is busy. Chris is busy. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I, I will. I will. I will tell you this. Like, um, like obviously, like if anyone that is listening to this probably like, if you're at this point in the podcast, you obviously uh, pay attention to what I do. Right. But, but like. Yeah. We have shows that are announced that take us from with both of my bands from June to August, um, and I know that there are shows that are being worked on that aren't announced from after that that are that take me into yeah. 2025, and it's only yeah. February. So yeah, okay. <laughs> uh, but this is my this is my like quote unquote resting time where I get to just like I I, I you know be in my house because it's the first six months I of the year. It's very rare unless something randomly comes up, which has happened. But like, it's, this will be like a really nice long stretch for me. Good, good. For, to be here at home and not, you know, yeah. Well, it's good. great. Yeah. It's great that uh, you you spend so much time making music, touring, recording, writing, doing all this stuff for music, and then on your free time when you're actually sitting in your house, you're talking with us about the, all this music. So, <laughs> I mean, honestly, like, Coop, yeah. we should feel bad that we keep, you know, that we're like, dude has a night off and we're like, come talk shit with us about bunch of random shit. <laughs> we got to talk no. about video games or food or something, you know? <laughs> no, you know what, though? I, 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 I definitely, this is like part of the lifestyle. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, like, yeah, honestly, yeah. like you guys are doing something for me by allowing me to talk about this stuff and showing interest. And honestly, like, um, this is just to me, like the same thing as like playing in a way. Cause I'm just like, well, I mean, I've been in a bunch of bands that no one fucking wants to talk to me about. And, and, and yeah. the fact that like you guys like are going to post this and people can listen to it. Like I, I have to, I would do three of these tonight if I could, you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. Okay, dude. I, I, I appreciate like, that. Yeah. I, I'm a working class musician. I'm not like ever like I like it's what I was telling these people. I'm like I am not famous. I'm never going to be famous. You know what I mean? Yeah. And so um, and that dream is over. It doesn't happen at this point in my life. But um, but so that means that you have to fucking grind, and this is part of that. But it's a pleasure. It's all pleasure. You know I mean, I that's mean? the thing. Yeah. Like, it, it's dumb, but like, the thing is, like, people like you and like the people that you're in bands with are famous to me. Do you right. know what I mean? Because I'm like, I fucking love all this music. I love yeah, like, fucking history, like the discography, like all that yeah. shit. And it's just like, cool. We get to talk to Chris tonight. That's fucking awesome. Like, I'm <laughs> yeah, because we're geeking me, out. To me, that's like you're my famous person. You know what I mean? I really you mean know? so much to me. I mean, honestly, like, it, it's not like um. Um, yeah, it's just awesome. I mean, and then, but then, then you he- hear me tell stories about how like uh, four and a half years into a band with Johannes, I'm like, dude, so what's, <laughs> yeah, what records? Yeah. What records should I check out? <laughs> yeah, it makes it even better. It right. makes it even better. It's so, great. It's, yeah, yeah. 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 Hey, so one more random thing: Do you have like any crazy Mike Patton stories, or he's just the nicest dude ever? Oh God, he is. Uh, I, I don't know if I could get into that, but like, um, but but but, <laughs> oh, but come be, on, be, give us something. Give us something if you can. I don't know if I can, but like, <laughs> but, 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 
I mean, uh, hmm, do I have any crazy ones? I, he's a really an amazing person. He's a nice guy. The only reason I'm being funny about it is because, like, I, I, I we're not like these close friends. I've toured with them. I'm on his I'm label, sure. yeah, but like, yeah, yeah. I, you know, but honestly, like Mario and Sarah signed to the label and yeah, played on all those yeah. records before. Yeah, I was a touring drummer. Um, right. I am. I guess one thing I would add is that, like, I was a was and am a massive, massive fan. It, I, oh, yeah. you know, I've never told him this, but I have a picture of myself, you know, when I, uh, right before I asked for an autograph and this was, you know, life got really weird after, uh, like, I don't know what year it was, but I interviewed, I saw Faith No More, I introduced myself to him, I told him what a fan I was and did that whole thing, I was yeah. not in spotlights yet, and in the same year, which must have been 20, between 2014 and 2015, yeah. I... I had interviewed the Melvins and I interviewed Deftones. And then a year later I was on tour with Deftones. And then later yeah. that year I was on Patton's <laughs> label. Yeah, and then the so next wild. year I was yeah. on tour with the Melvins. So like right. my year, like my, my life, like just sort of like flipped upside down like yeah. that. And it was like, sort of like, I had to learn how to not, act like a fan and it yeah, took yeah. All, it, <laughs> yeah. it took it took years for me to have the self-respect to 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 even or or also just like the foresight to even try to i don't know like i i don't consider myself in any level of any of these people nor do i think i ever will be but but then like at the same time i'm just like well i'm i'm i'm, I'm traveling on yeah. the same tour and i'm playing on the same stage exactly exactly and, you know, yeah and, yeah and so so i you know so that 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 that's what helped me kind of just like get on the level to be like you know i think that we're friends now you know we're yeah. you know when i see the yeah. melvins it's like they're like hey chris what have you been up to and like i don't i i, I don't forget who i'm talking to but right. but i'm starting to realize that they're just like sort of regular dudes when i see them and i try to treat it as such you know i mean chris yeah. like i mean what you're doing is kind of fucking insane dude like you know like <laughs> You know, I mean, obviously you're not Mike Patton or anything like that or Buzz or anything, but like, come on, man. Like there's yeah. credit where credit's due. Like this shit right. is fucking cool, dude. You know, I like, tried to, I tried to dress like Mike Patton when I was like uh, <laughs> 10 years old. I, I shaved the, uh, I saw, I saw a video. Did you do the undercut? Did you do the yes. undercut? With the... <laughs> I saw, I saw a video of Faith No More playing Rock and Rio. Yeah. Uh, and on like when MTV played cool shit and like, uh, yeah. I, 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 I bought like, um, the same colored flannel, and I, I can't remember it was a, and like it was like wrapped around the the, the, the sides, yeah, very nineties. And then I, the and then I, and stuff. yeah, and I went to like my local barber shop, and I was like, shave all the hair underneath my long hair, and they're like, what? Because it's like nineteen ninety. Yeah. You know, it's like I not still really dress like good. that. Nothing's changed. I still, you know. Yeah. I mean, yeah, honestly, like me too. I there's a meme on the hard times that I think is perfect, and it's like uh, middle aged punk rock dude. Uh, uh, entire life is based off of two years in high school or something like that, and it's <laughs> yeah. true because, like, you know, that's kind of what happened. Yeah, everything's got cargo shorts. I mean, it just yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, I'm wearing camel pants right now. They're cargo yeah. camel pants. We uh, you keep you, oh, you keep anti-flexing and saying that you know you're not famous, or whatever. And uh, I'm not. I don't want to get too gushy, but uh, this is this has been a great conversation because you know John and I love all not only all the bands that you're in or whatever. But man, I just name dropped Kelly Scott or Eddie. Yeah. And like, these are all people that was part of, or Faith No More, um, or whatever, Deftones. These are all things that I grew up listening to and we're all the, we're close in age, but you're out there not only (laughs) writing about them or talking about them, you're freaking sharing the stage with them and being in 50 different bands that's equal to these dudes, you know? Absolutely nuts. Yeah, it is so weird. And I, and I, you know, I, I balance it in the way where I am still a kind of a, I'm still freaking out while it's happening. Um, because <laughs> composing, when yourself. I'm, you know, yeah, because like, I, I mean, because otherwise it's not fun. Like what, you know, I, I, I'm like, this is, I still think it's crazy if I'm like backstage and like Buzz Osborne is just like walking around. I think it's, <laughs> yeah, I, yeah. we also like, we've shared a million dressing rooms with them at this point. So like, yeah. it, and it's never not, I'm never like, 100 percent you know i'm not too, i'm never like like 
not unfazed is what I'm trying to say. Yeah, yeah right. Like I'm, in my in the back of my mind, I'm still like, this is crazy. Yeah, <laughs> and then the next time you're gonna be like, oh man, he's so cool, and they're gonna be like, hey. Can you be in our band? And you're like, fuck Jeff, <laughs> might as well. I'm in a billion yeah, bands. Come on. <laughs> I, yeah, well, 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 you we'll play see. drums on the next record? <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, 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 w- I would. I mean, <laughs> at this point, I don't say no to that much. <laughs> right, yeah, yeah. yeah, for sure. Well, uh, before we close it out, what's the next immediate thing for, for Chris Enriquez? Oh, my God. What is the next immediate thing? I mean, New York-wise, like, Light Tower is playing a show in uh, New York on Saturday, February 17th at a place called Gold Sounds. Okay. Uh, we're, we're playing with a band called Husbandry that's also really good. Okay. Um, oh, cool. They've been cool, around cool. for a while. You should check them out. And then um, uh, Total Meltdown is playing at St. Vitus uh, in March, I think March 12th, with this metal blade band called capra who are awesome oh okay. capra's dope yeah. capra's yeah. super cool yeah yeah um and then we'll be announcing the on the mind apprentice shows which will be in april but i'm okay. hold, you know you know so that's happening and sweet, then sweet. then i'm gonna sleep for a while until uh, i have to go <laughs> so, to europe separate time happens and you go to sleep again yeah yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> cool i want to thank you so much for taking the time out yeah, seriously Chris, thanks a bunch man man thank you guys the busiest man in, in, in the music industry. The hardest working man in the industry. You guys, <laughs> you, guys, you guys made my day better. I had a really hard day today, and you guys really like flipped it around, so thank you. <laughs> Hell yeah, man. Thank you. We like, usually have the awesome. opposite effect on people. Yeah, most of the time, we're like, fucking hang up now. These guys just fucking shut up. <laughs> <laughs> we didn't even bring up Showgirls this time, John. Uh, yeah, well, I mean, don't. Come on, Chris is tired. We don't need to talk about Showgirls. You mean, you mean Steve? You didn't cheer Steve Albini up on, on the episode okay so hold on do you have any thoughts on showgirls i thought it was wonderful i loved it but you know why because i always thought jesse was the uh the most uh the coolest one on exactly exactly (laughs) (laughs) see there we go we brought it we brought it back or all full circle Well, I mean, Chris knows so many people. Maybe he'll be like, "Hey, I was on this random podcast." Yeah, right. Yeah, Gina Gershon, do you want to come on? Because you're you randomly you want, in backstage you, at this European festival. You, you want to hear? You, you want to hear just a quick trivia that's similar to that? I still have yet to see it, but um, apparently, John from John Lamakia from um, Julie Christmas, who you yeah, Candiria, him yeah. and the Candiria guys are extras on several episodes of the sopranos no shit yeah they've told me which one which episodes you have to go back and watch but like they're in bada bing apparently i, I haven't noticed it but and the i Candiria think uh, guys are in sopranos <laughs> it's a weird I, thing and I, I i think some of the dillinger guys as well what but, um, yeah but oh definitely, the can, definitely the Candiria guys and like oh and, and my i know mike Told me that he is. We have to. We just watched. Me and my wife just rewatched Sopranos, but I, uh, we we didn't notice. But like I recognize John's face, so I'm wondering like how much I need to. Like, <laughs> I think Mike would be someone you would notice more because Mike told us that he's on the episode where Tony Soprano comes out of a coma, and at some point in the ho- in the hospital, he's the guy that's like wheeling the chair. So, <laughs> and 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 we just saw it too, and like before I found out. And I didn't notice, but we have to uh, watch it. There is an episode with like a fake band where I realized that it was actually a band that I knew that I've like played with, and then I like texted a couple members like, "Yeah, that's us." It's like a, it was a band that uh, Adriana and 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 and, and Christopher Moltisanti were like managing. It's really? like a real, it's an actual band that's still around today. Yeah. That's the weirdest thing. <laughs> that's so funny. That's, oh that's my, my trivia. We ended it off strong. Yes, that's perfect. That's, perfect. that's well, that's that's. I don't think we could go any further than that. That's closing it out. I'm crying. That's the weirdest thing I, I, I've ever heard. Oh my god! Oh god! <laughs> Love it. Thank you so much for hanging out with us, though, Chris. For real, um, thank you for all the bands that you're in, all the all the music that we listen to. Yep, 100. Uh, I can't wait to. I'm sure in in one of the 50 bands that you're in, I'm sure I'll be seeing you this summer at some point. Yeah, I, I hope so. We'll remember each other this time and hang yeah. out, and, and like, uh, and 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 I gotta say, you guys made me laugh on this podcast more than any podcast I've ever done. So thank yeah, you. Good. That's what we're, yeah, that's what we're that's here for. Awesome. <laughs> 
So uh, that uh, that'll about wrap it up for us tonight, guys. Um, thank you for uh, for listening. Please like and subscribe, share, give us a, a good review on Spotify and Apple and the like. Uh, visit us on Twitter or X, whatever they're calling it now, and Facebook. Uh, please go follow Chris and every band that he's in. Listen to all this stuff. Support the working artist. Uh, that hustle is what pays the bills, keeps the lights on, and the food on yep. the table. Yep, yep, yep. Um, hey, you can listen to your Taylor Swift's and Miley Cyrus's, but we need to support people like Chris because oh, he's he's what's making uh, music what music really is. And so 100%, yeah. get out there and support it. Um, I'm your host, Coop. This is I Mike. laughed too much, and now I'm fucking up the outro, so I'm going to go. <laughs> and, <laughs> and this has been uh, Chris Enriquez. Take care, guys. Thank you. Chris, thanks a ton, man. Uh, <laughs> right. that, that'll about do it. Coop, out. See ya. Bye, guys.